This is Campus on the Common, a podcast of bright ideas from Emerson College's School of Communication. I'm Emerson College alumnus and podcasting professor Chance Dorland. Broadcasting from Emerson College's School of Communication in Boston, Massachusetts, Campus on the Common provides an expert view into the field of media and communication through the lens of academic experts and industry professionals from Emerson and beyond. Exploring ideas like multimedia storytelling, media ethics, and how new technologies affect the communication industry. Today we hear our final perspective on Reclaiming Conversation, a text chosen for first-year School of Communication students to better help them transition from high school to Emerson College. My name is Mark Lachese. I'm an associate professor of journalism here at Emerson College. Um, I worked for 30 years uh, in the news business, primarily in print and online journalism. I was a wire service reporter, daily newspaper reporter. I was an editor. I primarily covered politics. When the dean suggested that we use this across some freshman courses, I volunteered my course. Uh, because one of the courses I teach and, and like to teach very much is, is ju- literally called Journalism 101, uh, Discovering Journalism. And I thought that would be a good place to use this book as a textbook. So what I did was, instead of having the students read the whole book, I had them focus on the, the core of the argument, um, which is the first uh, couple of chapters. And there's a chapter in the book called The Public Sphere a conversation in the public sphere. And since we're journalists in this class, that's the sphere we inhabit, the public sphere. So um, I had the students read that chapter and we had two days of discussions, uh, in-class discussions uh, on those two sections. And what were some of the comments and discussions that took place during those two days? It was very interesting because the Students, most of the students rejected um, Turkle's premises, which was that we are losing the art of conversation. Uh, so much communication now is digital. And I had, uh, because just a few weeks before the semester started, a nonprofit organization had conducted a survey of teenagers and about their communication habits. And I actually had data that I put up on the screen in front of the class and said, all right, you say this, but here is the results of survey research done uh, with your peers that say this is increasingly true. It was uh, the, the, the increase in, in people who reported they avoid conversations um, in 2018 was uh, and used digital was much higher than it was even six years ago. So that reset the, the students in the class and they started to um, maybe uh, it, some of them kind of admitted, well, yeah, she's kind of got a point here and, and come, a group of them sort of settled. And I thought it was a very interesting approach was that many of the students said, well, we're here at Emerson College. 
we selected uh, an arts and communication college. So we consider communication a primary skill. So we don't um, we don't avoid conversations as much as other people in our age group because this is a this is a this is a career uh, something we've chosen to study is communication and we hope can be our career. It was a very interesting discussion uh, on that part. That's really interesting. What do you what do you think about at least as I understand that dynamic to be that the students said, "Okay, this is happening perhaps, but it's not us because of the college and the and the 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 majors that we've chosen." So rather than this being perhaps a window into what the students themselves were feeling, do you think this was then a, a window into these students understanding other students and other young people who they might not identify with? Yes. They, um, they all, all of them knew of people, friends, even, even family members, parents even, um, who tended to avoid conversation, uh, as, as Churchill talks about in the book, on particular topics or particularly difficult issues, um, when you, uh, and, and relied instead on texting um, and digital communication. but. I think because they want to go in communi- into communication and that's why they're here, they felt it important to work their interpersonal communication muscles. Um, although everyone in the class admitted that they use text um, and other digital communication quite frequently. Um, they just said it hasn't pushed conversation out of their lives. You've already talked about some of the data that was contained in that book and, and how your students uh, agreed or disagreed with uh, with those stats. Um, one of the other parts of the book talked about around a 40% drop in empathy among college students over the last decade. Uh, what do you think about that? That was a difficult conversation for us because people that age... It's just difficult for them to, for most of them, to talk about empathy and recognize empathy and try to understand themselves as empathetic people. Um, That was, that conversation in class actually didn't go so well. Um, it's It's a major point in Turkle's book. Um, but, but some of the students seem to think that that may be more of a problem among younger teenagers than among college age teenagers. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's a little self-denial or do you think that they might have something there saying that that's, that's a trend that's, uh, more apparent in younger students? I think they're learning about empathy. The students in, in, in this course, the 30 students in this lecture, are almost all first semester freshmen. So they started the course when they were four months out of high school and when they were first, uh, for most of them, uh, living away from home and living with people who weren't family members. And I think uh, you can kind of see 
in, in the student interactions you overhear or sometimes participate in. It's one of the things that students learn at college. I think 50 years ago or, or 60 years ago, my father's generation say, um, their main socializing experience, the experience to get them out of the house and got them living with, with people they didn't know was the military. And uh, that's when you learned how to deal with other people. And that's where you learned uh, things like empathy um, and teamwork and, you know, a lot. But today it's college. And the, a college student who's 18 years old hasn't had a lot of experience living with, living with people who uh, a week or two weeks before or a month before were strangers to them. And they're beginning to learn empathy. Um, this may be a bit of a sidetrack, but for a couple of years here, I served on the student conduct board uh, as a representative faculty member, uh, which were cases of student misbehavior, um, most often in the dormitories. And I was startled. Um, now, of course, these are bad. These are the, the worst things that happen. But I was kind of startled at the lack of empathy uh, that some students showed for their peers um, as as we heard these stories. Um, I can't really put that together, though, with, with what I see in the classroom. Remember, in the classroom, students are at their best. They're on their best behavior. They're, um, they're putting, they're giving you their best self. I, I don't know what goes on in their private lives outside of the classroom or in the dormitories, but I certainly hope this book uh, and, and spending time with the book in class and discussing it, I certainly hope they carry that back to their, to their private lives outside the classroom. It sounds like this text really generated a lot of conversation in the classroom, which of which of course was probably the biggest uh, idea behind including it. But what do you think specifically about this choice for the first year initiative, and then also the idea of the first year initiative and having a text like this for the incoming freshmen at all? Um, I did a lot of magazine writing uh, in the course of my career, and and um, I'm still working on some stuff. And the book I thought was not really solid as a book. It was basically a long magazine piece that got padded out into a book. But I thought the central premise, the idea that with all of the technology available on our phones and, uh, you know, that we hold in our hands to communicate has begun to cause the, the art of conversation, the skills of conversation to deteriorate. I believe it. I, I, I buy that central premise. Um, and that's why I, I wanted the students to focus on the specific central pr premise and then focus specifically what it means to people who are professional communicators uh, in the public sphere. Um, the idea of a, of a common learning experience, of, of, a, of a book that uh, people read across, all incoming students read, I think it's excellent. It, it's, I, I built it into my course and the, uh, the, the group of us, and we were from all different departments, 
all different disciplines. Um, we all built it into our courses. And uh, people use different sections of the book, the sections that they felt applied to their discipline and what they were teaching. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what next year's book might be. Um, and uh, I wouldn't mind being part of the, the group that chooses it. Because I think to, to take on issues of communication, to take on issues of public life, when you're coming into college and that everybody has this experience of reading this, is it, a really good educational experience. Really important. And then finally, Professor, I, I want to give you a chance to... Uh, Give some final thoughts, but then also, I guess my last question, as someone who spent some time at Emerson, what are your thoughts on how the student body has changed and where do you think it's going into the future? I actually haven't seen that big a change in the student body. I uh, worked uh, as an adjunct, a part-time faculty member at a couple of other uh, journals and programs in Boston while I was uh, working in the news business. So I can speak to more of how I think Emerson students differ uh, from students that I've had experience with at other, at, other, at other schools. And Emerson students are more genuinely intellectually curious. For them, on a whole, um, a course isn't just a hurdle uh, on their way to wherever it is they want to be. And a course isn't just something that produces a grade on their transcript. Um, but for Emerson students, a course is a way to explore and ask questions. Um, they're very engaged students. Emerson students are very engaged students. In the 10 years I've been here, um, I think as the reputation of the college spreads, farther and wider, and we draw a larger applicant pool, we are really bringing in um, elite elite students. Uh, I mean, some really, really good students, bright students, students who um, are good at school. And our job here is to teach them um, to think about their profession and to teach them to be good, not just at school, but to be good professional communicators. Campus on the Common is a production of the School of Communication at Emerson College. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Emerson College alumnus and podcasting professor Chance Dorland.